Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And in the studio with me is current uh, Boise State women's basketball player, Emerald Toth. Emerald, it's great to have you on the show this morning. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks for taking the time to, to be here and, and for, to talk about what God's been doing in your life. So, and I'm excited to, to hear more about that. And I, I'm sure our listeners are too. So, um, but first, hey, we want to talk about some things coming up with FCA here at the end of the month and also at the end of June. And um, of course, uh, FCA camp. And we have, a, we have a two-day mini wrestling camp, folks, on May 31st and June 1st at Meridian High School. And that's for incoming first graders through 12th graders. And it's a two-day camp. It's a Friday night, all-day Saturday wrestling camp. We've got some great coaches that are going to be at that camp. And uh, Matt Klinger, uh, who wrestled at Cleveland State. And then Levi Jones, who is originally from Washington, uh, wrestled at Boise State all four years. And uh, um, will be two of our clinicians. And we're probably going to have some more as well. But then our the camp at the end of June, that's June 24th through 28th. And Emerald, you got to, you got to be at our camp last summer, didn't you? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It's our, our Northwest Regional FCA Sports Camp. And we've got a lot of sports there, don't we, Emerald? Um, yeah. I know, of course, you're basketball. Yeah. You helped out with <laughs> basketball, and you were a huddle leader for the basketball mm-hmm. um, uh, for the women's side or the girls' side. Uh, what, what was camp like for you as a college athlete last summer? Um, so the first thing is I got to come a weekend before I did uh, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, before all the kids came. And that was a time for us huddle leaders to gather as a whole bunch of college age folks, get together, talk about the Lord and how he was moving in our lives and how he wanted us to move in the lives of these kids in the next week. And I can honestly say I had never been around that many people who were on fire for God. Yeah, because it was like about 55 college athletes, yeah. and it was it's kind of a college camp for you guys, yeah. wasn't it, before the camp got started, before the junior high and high school athletes showed up, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like boot camp for three days, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And then I know we, uh, we kept you guys for another day after camp got done, and um, so thank you for being at camp last year, and I know yeah. you're going to be back again, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. So, folks, if you have a daughter or a granddaughter or a niece who's a girls basketball player and wants some great uh, basketball instruction on the skills and drills of basketball, but also have someone like Emerald, who's going to be a huddle leader, who would be like their big sister all week and doing two Bible studies a day and mm-hmm. making sure they get up on time, make sure they go all their meals together, being a in a basketball huddle, um, Emerald might be there. Your might you might be their huddle leader, right, yep, Emerald? <laughs> absolutely, send them out. I'd love That's to right. love to coach them. So that camp, folks, is June twenty fourth through twenty eighth, and you can get more information about the camp and look at some videos and and get more info there, and also register at fcaidaho.org. That's fcaidaho.org, and we've got sports like football, uh, track and field for girls and guys, and cross country and pole vault, uh, swimming. Uh, basketball, of course, where you talk about that for girls and guys. Lacrosse, uh, cheer for the gals, volleyball for the gals, as well as tennis for guys and girls, soccer, wrestling, golf, 
softball for the ladies and then also baseball and this year we're doing baseball just it's kind of a middle school junior high focus um so anyway those two camps you can get all the information at fcaidaho.org anything else emerald why 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 send your kid to fca camp uh for me personally the relationship that i made with my huddle along with every other girl that i and boy that i came in contact with for that week was so special I watched them change so much in that week from, you know, maybe being a little timid and a little scared to on fire and willing to go out and um, serve Christ in everything that they did, and especially through their sport. Mm -hmm. And so to watch them grow not only as an athlete from the beginning, from Monday till Friday, but um, also as a person and in their faith was really something special. Yeah. Well, I know with the women's basketball, you guys have Michelle Skiles, yeah. former player at NNU, and she coached at SPU, Eastern Washington, and again at Corbin, mm-hmm. and Lydia Brownfield, who's, yep. I think she's still Boise State's all-time leading scorer, yep. originally from uh, Bulgaria. You got to hang out with those gals and help assist with them, didn't you? Yep. Um, Coach Albert from... Um, oh, in Montana. Yeah, that's from right. Montana. Again, some of these coaches, you know, I had looked up to. I had grown up, you know, with their daughters or watching them coach. And uh, again, just I learned a lot <laughs> basketball wise in that week too. Just being under that type of tutelage and being able to have access to that knowledge, it was really something special. Wow. Well, that's great to hear because I know we're we're trying to really want the Lord to make this the the best sport camp it can possibly be, so that the people don't have to. Um, think, oh, I'm going to this little FCA, you know, church camp thing that they do yeah. sports. But <laughs> yeah. man, we've got sports at a high level at this camp, and mm-hmm. kids are not missing a beat by going to our camp. So, yeah. well, okay. Emerald, you um, you've been you've played. You just got done with your junior season at Boise State. Did you redshirt at Boise State too? Nope, nope. So I've played three years. Three years, and I know you were academic. You're on the academic All Mountain West team in 2018, and then you were a two-time Mountain West Scholar Athlete Award winner as well. So you yep. you're doing well in the classroom as well as on the basketball floor. And uh, you grew up in in Montana, went to Bozeman High School, and uh, I know that uh, basketball wasn't your only sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, tell us tell us a little bit about growing up in Montana and how you got involved in sports. Yeah, so um, born in Missoula, moved to Bozeman when I was super young. Um, My brother and I have an older brother, and all we do is compete against each other, just day in and day out. And I'm lucky because he's the sweetest man out there to take all the stuff that I throw at him, but... And, uh, he, and you're six one. Right? Yeah, so, and so is he taller and than he's you? Six, he looks like Thor. So he's six uh, two. Oh. He's gigantic. <laughs> okay. He's bulky. He's got this long blonde hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Makes him look like a gigantic mountain man. But uh, yeah, so we were constantly competing. Had way too much energy, and so our parents just threw us into every sport that we could possibly do. So my day as a six year old was gymnastics, basketball, swimming, and then the next day was. Soccer, lacrosse, uh, <laughs> something else, track, you know. Uh-huh. And so it was just kind of one thing after another, trying to figure out what we enjoyed doing. And so both my brother and I were three-sport athletes in high school. And uh-huh. um, sadly, we had to narrow it down to three sports. But, uh-huh. yeah, basketball just kind of always took the cake for me. Um, my mom, she – so the reason I got into basketball was because of her. She coached at a small Christian school, Manhattan Christian up there. 
and she was a high school slash middle school coach. And so when I was really little, I would go to the 6 a.m. practices with her and the girls. And the girls were so sweet. They would let me play with them, you know, gave me the ball to dribble with. And so I remember looking at those girls thinking, that's what I want to do. I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of continued all the way through high school. It, I I really didn't think that I had a chance to go to college with it until about sophomore year when I started traveling with AAU teams. And again, my mom was the coach for that. And so it was always a team effort for my family. Um, My mom and I traveled everywhere. My (laughs) dad and brother were on the sidelines cheering no matter what. And uh, ultimately, yeah, it brought me down here. Wow, that's great. I know that uh, you were the MVP of the uh, state basketball tournament back mm-hmm. in 2016 yeah. and then you well you helped your team get the runner-up trophy there in uh in montana and then um you're also you also though you were state champion shot putter yeah is that right <laughs> yeah yep i i dabbled in track <laughs> a little bit um i didn't take up track until my sophomore year and because i was playing volleyball a lot before that and I just decided, I was like, you know what? I want to do something else. I've mm-hmm. heard track is really fun. And oh my and gosh. Threw a, put a shot in your hand. Yep. <laughs> just put an eight pound weight in my hand and said, <laughs> go throw it very far. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. Just, it was something that basketball couldn't provide for me because I looked at basketball as, as such a team oriented sport. Uh-huh. Um, track is not that way, especially throwing because it is so individualistic. Right. And yet everybody's there cheering for you. You yeah. have your entire so you team, team behind team, you. you. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody's warm. Everybody's fuzzy. Everybody's making sure that everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is 100 kids on that track team, right. not a cutthroat, you know, five who did the Where playing they do time. cuts. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Right. And so that just opened up a whole different mindset for competing for me because I saw that and I saw – that you can love your teammates. You don't have to be, you know, where I went compete, to high school. Compete against them. It was Look at them as it a was, competitor, even though they're absolutely. on your team. It yeah. was political. It was, you know, I I came in as a freshman and I was starting over a senior my freshman year in, on varsity and nobody liked me because of that. Uh-huh. You know, the seniors didn't like me. And so I, I always thought that basketball was kind of this mean, catty sport. And then track hit and i was like wow this is amazing you know these people are cool (laughs) and i can embody that moving forward in basketball yeah well and you also i've learned um and i i've done a little fly fishing but you you've done a lot of fly fishing (laughs) yeah and your folks are in the business of fly fishing as well right yeah when did you start fly fishing oh since i was couple days old probably (laughs) um so yeah my mom and dad owned a fly shop in missoula when i was born when my brother and i were born and so uh, my dad would guide and my mom would help set up camps for guide trips and so uh, she'd take us out we'd go rowing in the boat and making sure that everybody was set (laughs) and ready and uh yeah so it's always been a family ordeal going on Mm -hmm. since then and it's definitely picked up a lot in the last couple years but so you've di- you've discovered some Idaho fishing, yeah. fly fishing areas too, right? Yeah, I have, and I really, I really quite enjoy it down here. Oh, it's nice cool. to um, in Montana. It's a bit more um, boat oriented, just because the rivers are a little bigger. I mm-hmm. like the quick accessibility up here, and mm-hmm. just being able to walk down to the stream and 
start casting. So. That's great. Well, cool. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting this morning with Emerald Toth, a uh, women's basketball player at Boise State University. And, uh, well, Emerald, um, you so you spent, we talked about a lot about Montana um, in, in basically where it led you up to come into Boise State. How did that all, how did come into Boise and to play for Gordy Presnell down here? And how was that playing for Gordy? Right. Um, so Boise State didn't come along in my recruiting process until really late. Um, I was looking at a couple other schools and I was thinking, you know, maybe Washington, Wyoming, something around here. And I very distinctly remember my assistant coach sitting watching one of my games and I I remember looking at her shirt thinking, oh, Boise State, they have a women's basketball program? <laughs> you know, because had, I had a kid um, who was going for football, uh, and so I knew about it. I was like, oh, it's, it's the place with the blue turf. That's, right. you know, that's all I knew about it. And uh-huh. they called me up, and uh, they offered me, and I was like, wow, you know, this is serious. This is awesome. So uh, we came down, and I met with the team, and – I had a family immediately. Mm, I was amazed. I walked into that locker room, and I had been on a few other visits, and I just felt like I was kind of like a piece of meat. You know, I was Mm -hmm. the new kid on the block being thrown in front of everybody else. And again, that cattiness, that political Mm -hmm. cutthroatness kind of came into it. And then I came here, and I was like, wow, I have sisters. Wow, And I have been so lucky that that has been my experience through college because you know, I grew up with one brother, but now I say that I have 14 sisters. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool for me to say because, you know, I never thought I wanted a sister, but, right. you know, this is pretty special. That's neat. So what about Coach right. Presnell that, that created that family sister mm-hmm. that um, environment that, that drew you here? Absolutely. Um, like what you were saying, it, it definitely trickles down from the top. And so he's the one who put that into place. And Part of that um, comes from his faith as a believer, and then I think the other part comes as uh, his experience. So he's been coaching for over 30 years, and um, that brings a lot to the table, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to learning how to deal with women who are, you know, 19, 20. This is a very, yep, yeah. absolutely. This is a very different time in our lives. And mm-hmm. um, he coached for 18 or so years at SPU. And I think that was really, that was the selling point for me. Mm-hmm. When I came down and I talked to him and he said that, cause I had been looking at SPU and oh, I wow. thought I wanted to go to a Christian school mm-hmm. and be around that environment. And as soon as he said that, it just made me realize, you know, I was going to be in good hands. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was gonna be taken care of as more than just a player. I was right. going to be taken care of as a person. Yeah. And that was something that I never really explored in my first year in my relationship with them. But as things grew and I grew in my faith and I was more willing to share my faith with others, um, you know, I had him approach me one day and say, you know, something in you has really changed. And I was able to look at him and say, you know, I've, I found God. I've become closer with God. And for him to say, I am so happy for you. You know, that's that's something that a lot of athletes, you know, Christian athletes don't get to share with their, coach. their coaches. Yeah, their head and coach. So that's really special for me that I did. I, I got to oh, share that with praise him. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God that you're 
got to share that, or he got to share that with you. Absolutely. So, well, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I know you grew up in church. Uh, mm-hmm. You were involved in some different churches growing up, and and um, what about your spiritual journey? And what ultimately led you to to Jesus Christ? You, you surrendering your heart to Jesus, right? Um, so, like you said, I I grew up where I I was baptized early and I didn't really feel like I knew what my faith was supposed to be. And so I just kind of went through the motions when I was younger and I went to church and I did what I was supposed to do. I went to a Christian school growing up and loved my friends and learned about God. Um, But it really wasn't until my freshman year of college that I started to seek that personal relationship with him to mm-hmm. realize that there's something to that faith aspect that is just so much deeper, so much more yeah. meaningful. And that was the main part of that was FCA and mm-hmm. finding a group where I could be really open and honest about my faith and about how it was affecting me on a daily basis instead of just how it was affecting me on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and that was probably the turning point for me in my faith was to find people who are very like-minded to me right. and who are willing to be there and support me through everything. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, you, I know you got involved there uh, with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, mm-hmm. FCA Huddle and, and Pablo, Pablo, our, yeah. our Ada County and our Boise State staff. And what is, how has God used Pablo and the other FCA you know, just going to those meetings because I know I was part of some of those. You know, mm-hmm. I'd show up yep. once in a while when yep. I could. But um, how did God use that and uh, at FCA at Boise State in your life to grow? Uh, well, I, I kind of explained this to you the last time we had talked about it, but I really do think my journey down here to Boise has been to find God and to become closer to God. The first person that I met on campus was David Wacker. Yeah, basketball player. And basketball player, uh, great man, on fire for God. And I just, I think that is so telling that the first person that mm-hmm. God put into my life was a strong believer. Mm-hmm. And he brought me to an FCA meeting that first week with you yeah. and everybody else down in the basement of the Biblical Study Center. And yeah. um, it really just kind of grew from there. But yeah, it's it's just it's been a continuing been thing, hasn't one, it? It's been a yeah. strong Monday nights. There's been really strong for you, hasn't mm-hmm. it? It's kind of been just one thing after another. And I remember there were times where, especially freshman year, where I felt like I was just kind of in and out of it, not super invested. And then um, the more I created those friendships and started to really invest in that, and I think the more that Pablo started to invest in me, mm-hmm. I... I found that commitment to FCA. Mm-hmm. And that is something that Pablo is so good at, is creating that one-on-one relationship mm-hmm. and something that is so special about him mm-hmm. um, that you know I felt so comfortable going to FCA and mm-hmm. inviting friends, even if right. they weren't believers, just being able to say, hey, you know, you want to come hang out with a whole bunch of really cool kids on Monday nights? Cause yeah. You know, we got food. (laughs) (laughs) And we got Jesus. (laughs) We got Jesus. How much better could it get? Um, Yeah, so it's just kind of been growing throughout the years. And um, that was one thing last year where I felt, okay, you know, I've I've really explored my faith. And I feel like I've grown a lot personally with God. You know, what's my next step? Right. Obviously, I think it's hilarious that I think – two years into my relationship with, you know, my major relationship with God, I'm like, oh, I've plateaued, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I've somehow hit the top. But um, 
that's when Pablo directed me towards FCA team. Yeah. And that just spurred me even further in wanting to, you know, really spread the word and um, learn more for myself and create a deeper relationship because yeah. that was, I had seen it work in my own life. And so to see it now impact 400 kids mm-hmm. in a week yeah, was just life-changing for Pretty me. Pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to tell you, you know, on behalf of, well, being the director of the camp, mm-hmm. thanks for your time last yeah. summer. And thanks again for agreeing to come to be a huddle leader this summer. Yeah. And uh, so I know you you you're you just got done with finals and you're going to be sticking around here working uh, for this next month. But and also coming back in June for FCA camp mm-hmm. in Napa at NNU. But I know that also you uh, have chosen to take a different road for your last and final year you're going to head back to montana and uh you're going to be going to helena and uh going to college there tell us a little bit about that yeah uh one of the hardest decisions i've ever had to make um by far but i think probably one of the best um so being a pre-med student it has not been easy to try to balance that in division one sports um you know, I remember being told coming into this, you are the first athlete that we've ever had go through this program. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll sweet. definitely be setting some trends, but we will make it happen for you. And for that, I will. I am honestly so grateful because they have worked, you know, the staff at Boise State has worked so hard to make sure that I could and get those classes. you kept your grades up, haven't you? Yeah. In they, spite of this D1 sports schedule. Yeah, they made sure that I'm there <laughs> when I need to be there. They reschedule tests when yeah. I need tests rescheduled. But it ultimately came down to just, it's my last year. I've really got to put my academics first because mm-hmm. that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so um, pursuing Carol was an academic decision first before anything else. But, um, and for that, I'm so lucky to coach, um, or so blessed that coach Sayers up there at Carroll has allowed me to go play for her as well. But that's great. Um, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing opportunity that God has opened the door for. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if he didn't want me to take it, then he wouldn't have opened it. So that's cool and i know your grandparents your parents are going to get to see you play which i know is a more difficult for them to drive all the way down to boise and i know you were sharing with me earlier how you were cleaning out your locker here at boise state Mm -hmm. and you're coming across some post-it notes that you had up all over and um tell us about those post-it notes we have just a couple minutes here but i think these post-it notes are uh just a true tale about who what god's doing in you yeah so that was something that I had kind of adopted maybe my sophomore-ish year um, that I I wanted to have constant reminders every day through practice because, you know, it becomes a grind. It's a job. Yeah. You go there every day, and you kind of need motivation on some days. And so it got to the point where I was writing scripture on those notes and putting them up on my locker. And so (laughs) I went back and I was taking them off yesterday. And my entire door of my locker was just covered in With scripture verses. With scripture verses. On these post-its. And there were little little things. um, One thing that had really stuck out to me this last summer that God had put on my heart was Jeremiah 29, 11. And um, in that, he says, you know, I have got your back no matter what. It's going to be hard, and I can't promise you that the journey is going to be easy, but I can promise you that I'm going to be there through everything. And that 
is something, I mean, obviously the Bible talks about how Jesus is there, obviously, you know, through through everything, but um, this verse in particular, I think is the epitome of that for me um, because my future was unknown. I had kind of known growing into this year that season was going to be hard with the mm-hmm. classwork that I had and where I was sitting on the team and, you know, just kind of one thing after another. And so I felt like that was something that God had really put on my heart. And so going back through it and seeing that scripture, it was like, wow, you know, God really does take care of you. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well, Emerald, thank you so much for taking time this morning to be on the air with us. And it's just so great to hear what God's doing in your life. And, and just humbled that FCA had a small part in this and, 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 and you come into Boise State and how you have just dived into your relationship with Christ and how he has continued to seek you out and how now you get to go back to Montana and yeah. you get to go to Carroll and yeah. play there and finish out your academic year and your eligibility and mm-hmm. and go make a difference and yeah. make an impact and for Christ back there in Helena, Montana. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Emerald. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, folks, if you're interested in uh, uh, getting your 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 uh, kids at FCA camp this summer, go to fcaidaho.org. Get more information about the camp that Emerald and I were talking about earlier. So, well, folks, um, have a great day. And Emerald, thanks again for being on the Air Force. It, it was such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.